Welcome to Security with Spirits, an Oak Barrel Security Podcast. I'm Jason. This is Ben. Jonathan. And Tony. We'll tell you what to drink while we tell you why we drink. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have in front of me a... uh, Actually, a friend of mine was driving back from uh, visiting some family, and I told him about the, the Tennessee Hills Distillery, and he made a stop and brought me back uh, gift boxes full of stuff. So I'm drinking the, it's their their coffee rum. So I, nobody was, everybody was kind of like dancing around that one. Nobody really wanted to touch it. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Let's do it. Yeah, all right. Put in there. I didn't really have any mixers to go with it. So I poured some co- or poured some um, Coke Zero in it. And it's really good. It's like a, it's like, and I love maple syrup. And it's like drinking a glass of maple syrup. It's really, really good. So... <laughs> That's what I have. Ben, what do you got? I'm drinking Bloom Kinchy again. I've got a little bit of water in it. It's it's good. I I highly recommend, if you can find it, that people check this one out. Nice. How about you, Jonathan? I was at the grocery store the other night, and I noticed they just set out jugs of apple cider, and I'm like, oh, I'm so getting that and mixing that with whiskey. And so that's what I've got. Uh, I guess like an apple cider whiskey smash type thing. Tony, what do you have? All right. Uh, yeah, along that same theme. The signature cocktail for this epi- episode is the Oak Barrel uh, Pumpkin Spiked Latte. My version is a shot of whiskey chased with a cup of coffee. Uh, we might throw a picture up on the site, but you ought to know what that looks like. Uh, I'm, I'm going to admit, it's a, it's a lame recipe. I bet you can do better. And by you, I mean my fellow barrelers, my fellow Okies. All y'all, come up with a pumpkin spiked latte recipe and send it in. We can't offer a prize, but I will make, post, and try just about anything you send in. Email your take to oakbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. I love that idea. I think you all should try it too. I I was about to say, let's all do it. An excuse to drink? I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. So yeah, send in your recipe and we'll, uh, we'll all try it. We'll all post it. And if, unless it's, unless it's terrible, don't send in like, you know, pumpkin spice and pumpkin seeds and pumpkin guts. I'm not, uh, I guess if there's whiskey in there, I'll drink it. All right. <laughs> so we're going to introduce a new segment, kind of talking about some of the the topics that are going on in security at the time. We've tried to stay vendor neutral. We've kept it very vague when we're talking about products and everything. Unfortunately, whenever you talk about current news, we're going to have to include some some vendor names in there. Just want to let everybody know that these are our opinions. These are these are our thoughts. Don't hate us or do hate us. And if you do hate us, keep listening to our podcast. And if you don't hate us, keep listening to our podcast. I want to point out thoughts while drinking. Mm, that's exactly. a good point. These are fleeting thoughts. I mean, we could be convinced. Call in. Try to convince us. 234-201-0707. That's a that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I think uh I think we are we are four grumpy old uh, sis, uh or four grumpy old um uh security admins with some booze in front of us. So we're just going to let things fly. So Cisco bought Splunk. Really? Another, another <laughs> in case you haven't heard. 
another bolt-on product for Cisco. Hooray! Or duct taped on, or... The thing about my experience with Splunk was I put a lot of effort into marketing, which you know, companies should. I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by the move, other than Cisco is just trying to absorb as much as much many companies as they possibly can, seems like. I'm, I wasn't real happy with the Splunk product. I felt like, felt like the, it wasn't as end user friendly as it was made out to be. But if you, if you've got the, the time to master the, the, the querying and a full-time person that can do it, uh, it's pretty good stuff, but you, you really need someone who's a Splunk admin. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, it, it would really ingest anything and you could set it up to parse any type of data. It was, I, I, I was pretty much impressed with it, but at the same time, like what you said, it, it takes a lot of care and feed to manage a system like that, depending on your use case and what data you're feeding into it. Yeah, it's certainly not the easy button. Like you, you have to work, but if you put the time and effort into it, you can get some amazing stuff out of Splunk. And I think what's really funny is there was a time where I, I like advocated for the purchasing of Splunk to fix some things that Cisco was lacking. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of crazy now that they're together. Yeah. And they, uh, Splunk was definitely proud of their product. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is Cisco and Splunk together? Is that are they pricing themselves out of, you know, uh, a standard market? Are they going for just the super large whales of enterprises? I don't. I don't feel like it. I think the um, so the I, I feel like they're doing all sorts of deals to stay extremely competitive. But after you have the product the support is just not, not there. That's, that's, that's my thing. Unless you're, you know, unless you're that, those big, uh, you know, fortune 500 companies and stuff like that. I I've heard, you know, the good things there, but I, I don't know. Yeah, what, when did they finalize that deal? It's been a couple of weeks now, hasn't it? Yeah. Cause if I'm looking at like the last month, Cisco stock has just gone down. <laughs> That's not good. Splunk went way up, though. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, weird that I, I know they're they're in they they keep buying all these things and trying to make them work and trying to make them integrate and it's just not not working. Like there's they they keep putting new UIs on them, but as far as I can tell, there's no there's no innovation behind the scenes and there's no real collaboration between the tools. I really tried to get behind AMP mm -hmm. and uh, to try to utilize it and what's, I forget, what's the name of the product it's based on? Immunet? Is that it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it, it's just, it was not a good, <laughs> not a good uh, antivirus solution or endpoint protection solution. It just, there was so much you had to do and so much processing power that had to be committed to it. It was so difficult um, to, you know, just to have, have it not interrupt 
the smooth flow of your other system, other items you were running. It was, I really tried though. Like, as I, I spent a lot of time, anyone who's been in this business a long time has spent a lot of time working with Cisco. And they're, they were known for being great with the routing and switching, and mm-hmm. they got into wireless. And my, it was a bumpy ride to get through wireless. And they got into, you know, they had the firewalls, the picks, and ASAs, and, they, it, and the fire server market. <laughs> they got into the server market as well. Oh yeah, the yeah, UCS about that. Yeah. items, and uh, just seems like it starts out pretty. I don't know. I, I really liked UCS when it first came out too. Yeah, and then something I don't know. It just it, it really that is kind of the crux of it. It's like it seems like the support or the dedication, the resources to quality of service or quality control just aren't there. So as they keep trying to add feature, add feature, add feature, they get bloated and uh, it's depressing. Yeah. And I, I don't want to just pile on to, to Cisco. I mean, there are other, they're, they're not the only ones who have acquired other products and just let them rot. Uh, there's, I'm not, yeah, there, there's other ones out there that, uh, unfortunately it's like, uh, like I was years and years ago, uh, got iron ports for email filtering and loved them. They were great. Uh, Cisco bought them and they just, you just watch the decline and, and it just seems like that's, like some of some of the other major securities too, like they're not even buying really competitors. They're buying things to, to you know, enhance their portfolio, but then they don't do anything with it. It's like they, they just they they buy the toy and just like push it in the corner or you know leave it in the box and put it on the shelf and they just walk by and look at it. And I I, I don't understand, like taking a great product, letting it decay. I mean, not keeping creative people involved in it so it keeps growing. It yeah. just seems like that, that trails off. I am curious, you know, what this will do as far as like competing against Microsoft uh, Azure Sentinel. Mm, yeah. Because Microsoft's got such a huge portfolio too. They're able to really work out different prices and different models and contracts and stuff like that. And Cisco's another company that's that big. So how will them taking over Splunk kind of integrate with that? Or Good point. With them? Maybe they'll charge for log files. I, <laughs> so they they tried to pull that for the for the firepowers a ways back, and I'm like, oh, I guarantee you now they'll be like, well, you can log it all with Splunk. Mm, it'll be interesting. I hope the best, but we'll see. But you know, you mentioned that support is really becoming the issue with them. And I'm thinking back to when I worked for an ISP that went on an acquisition spree. And, you know, not only do acquisitions not get the the technology spend, but they definitely don't get the support spend. You're lucky to get any kind of information from the company that was acquired because why would they want to share their documentation with you? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Their shares just went up. (laughs) Like Splunk, (laughs) yeah. They have no vested interest in the product anymore. All right. Well, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, what the future has with with Cisco and Splunk together. Hopefully, it'll be like like peanut butter and jelly, but we'll see. 
maybe it's like a an all news is good news thing, right? At, at least this keeps cybersecurity in in the forefront of people's minds. That's, That's my silver lining. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it was big news. Like it was my like uh, all my feeds and everything, LinkedIn, you know, Twitter or X or whatever they're calling themselves. Um, <laughs> was all was all Splunk and Cisco. So yeah, big deal. And a lot of a lot of really good memes came out of it too. So maybe they'll still sell or still give out their T-shirts. Wait, which one? Splunk. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I don't want a Cisco t-shirt. I think Splunk owned a t-shirt company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> much as they were charging. <laughs> yeah, when I went through their library of materials, it was like every other one was a t-shirt ad, it seemed like. I think I've got like three of their shirts hanging in my closet now. <laughs> <laughs> How many Cisco shirts do you have? I've got none. Yep. Cisco shirt. Maybe that's why I'm so bitter. Like it's, <laughs> it was about 15 years ago. Cisco hat. <laughs> that's right. All I wanted was a Cisco hat. I was a, you wouldn't believe it, but I was a huge Cisco fanboy. I love Cisco. They could do no wrong, but I didn't get my hat. So I turned evil. Well, we wish uh, Cisco all the best. We wish Blunk all the best. Hopefully there's a bright future there. Um, I know a lot of people are under, multi-year contracts and this is going to be either an exciting or a a little bit nervous time for them but we'll see how it all all pans out our topic for today is we had an interesting article that came came across that we we all discussed earlier this week gen z is falling for online scams more than their boomer grandparents do those darn boomers (laughs) It's kind of interesting to see how different generations handle different things. Um, I know my, like, one of the things that I'm, I'm all over the place, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Keep drinking. I should drink more, more booze. What's something that I was thinking of in relation to this is the amount of online presence of everything where most people's lives are fully advertised. I'm curious if it's just a matter of an evaluation of their personal data worth kind of thing. I remember it was it you Tony the head said like you're using your credit card as much as possible and you know subscribing to everything to, to confuse your FBI agent or whatever. Yeah, the chaos theory. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm curious if maybe it's maybe that's part of it. Is this like it's not about like oh man they're they're getting they're getting fooled. They're like no. I don't care is what it is. Yeah. Privacy <laughs> is already out there. For yeah. sure. Oh. So yeah, like they literally see no worth in that privacy or they, or, or something similar to that. So they, it doesn't matter to them that they get from, like, oh, from both sides. Right. Because either you're putting it out there yourself, you know, to get the likes and the attention or you've, been burned by like how many data breaches how many uh you know uh credit monitoring offers have you had in your lifetime yeah i I could totally see that being like a mindset in this modern connected world like there's no such thing as bad publicity (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, I just thought of something. What if, uh, what if eventually, like your, I'm, I'm trying to trying to get a thought like together here. What if, uh, so like you've got a credit score. What about a privacy score? Would that make it to where now all of a sudden it's something that you need to monitor and watch and like, oh, this person's fallen for, you know, six malicious attempts. He's got a, a, a privacy score of 400. <laughs> huh. yeah, like or does it even matter? Right. It doesn't right, matter. Right. There's no incentive for it. All of exactly. the incentive works the other way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like they, most things and would rather your data be out there and be sold or be traded. Look what it took. Uh, 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 what? A few cents off groceries and suddenly you're giving all of your data to every grocery store? That's yeah. been happening for decades. But yeah, yeah. Our, our our information is gone. Our, our privacy is gone. Now, that's interesting. You bring up the, the grocery store and all of that because I had a friend that used to work in IT for a, a chain and he was telling me about how they would target people based on all of that information and you know they would watch the items that people bought and if they knew that johnny bought this regularly they would wait until a certain point and offer it on sale at a at a point he wasn't typically shopping you know like if he done his shopping on monday the coupon would roll out tuesday hmm. uh, and you know amazon does that oh, oh yeah I, I mean that was decades ago and that was fewer data points now we have little data aggregators in our pockets and we have companies like Splunk making all of that data like so easily <laughs> to manipulate yeah. so yeah it just it all comes together doesn't it and then oh, we're layering AI Amazon's giving me it. 5% off today alright <laughs> I guess I'll buy that <laughs> and then honestly like what happens if you if you fall for a scam like if you give somebody your credit card and you're just going to go to, you know, Visa or MasterCard, whatever your, your card holder is and be like, Oh, I was scammed. And they're like, yeah, we got fraud protection. You're good. So yeah. Yeah. That, that really is like, it actually, I rather use you know, a credit card online anywhere I can because yeah. you can call them up and be like, didn't authorize that. And they'll, I'll take it back and you get your money back. Like if you use a debit card, that money's gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you believe it? The Move It exploit still hitting companies like Sony. <laughs> really? Yeah, they did. They were breached. The Move It trans transfer platform exploit. Move It has, has impacted way more than I thought it would. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at the number of sitting on the internet versions of that. You know? <laughs> I guess I still I, I still don't fully understand Move It because I thought Move It was literally th what the name is and you just automate moving files. Like why can't you just script that? But <laughs> that's all right. Let's let's put a shell on it and exploit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, firm notifies patients of fifty five health practices hit by Move It hack. That's today. Wow. Crazy, crazy. Is this going to be our next Log4J? <laughs> oh, speaking of, I think there was another Java library that was exploited. No, <laughs> not Java. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, that's just that's just it too. Those like, if you think of that, and that that if you're a Gen Z or, or whatever, even heck, I'm, I'm I'm Gen X, and I'm beginning to think this. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> all this stuff, like that exploit for Move It was months ago that it was discovered, and it's still hitting major companies. And we talked about the dollars being spent on support and development not being there. And these companies grow and grow and grow, absorb these products, and they can't support them. And now we're talking about Cisco, who that was the the king of networking, routing, and yeah, all this stuff just not too long ago, and now being like, oh, you know, I don't know, but they're like the IBM <laughs> of the of the odds, kind of <laughs> But they got Watson, <laughs> right? Like, these two men got fired for buying IBM. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a, you could say the same thing about Cisco. Yeah. That that honestly, that was the first saying I ever heard was nobody ever got fired by buying from buying Cisco. And do you know how many times I almost got canned because the firepowers would just stop? <laughs> just just stop. I'm like for their fun stuff. So the, the question we're going to ask is how much do you value your data or your privacy? How much do you, how much are you willing to invest in keeping it protected, keeping it, you know, secured? Um, do you think it's already, everything's already exploited? I've, I've heard like all sorts of ranges, like me, myself, I do everything I can to try to keep everything secure and private and personal. I'm, I'm very open and transparent, so there's not a whole lot that I'm, I'm protecting and I'm certainly not super wealthy, but I still need to, to, you know, keep all those, those, uh, what, what little I do have, I need to keep it protected. So yeah, I do things like, and I think I've mentioned it before on the show. What is it? Uh, the, the, the dark web search, like functionality, like most of your password generator tools or your password saving tools offer that. Um, it's nice to have, it's nice to look and see, you know, and keep your passwords maintained, managed, all that kind of stuff. I use multi-factor wherever I can, uh, for credit cards. I do, um, privacy.com and I spin off a new credit card off of a different one. That way they, they can't get as, um, as abused and everything. So I, I think I do reasonably well, uh, uh, Jonathan, what about you? Well, I've already signed up for discounts at my local grocery store, so <laughs> <laughs> I give away a lot, uh, real cheap. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've got identity protection, and I limit what I put online and what accounts I have, and just try to be aware of things coming in. Uh, it's real easy to be deceived. Uh, ben, what about you? Yeah, I have some tried and true practices of how I monitor and keep things safe. I don't let it rule my life necessarily. I, I still use some products that are that are still known to be like data sellers and, and things like that. Uh, but I try to I just know that try to make sure that I'm whenever I use stuff that. I realize like I'm the one that's deciding to share my data as opposed to just signing up for everything and having it taken from me. You follow those principles, cybersecurity principles of protecting, 
in your personal life and, and live with it. And I think you can you can find that that balance. What about you, Tony? And like I mentioned, I've pretty much accepted that you know, all of my personal data is out there, so I, I don't care too much to protect that. My personal risk assessment, you know, I, I value my financial data pretty closely, so or carefully. So I do freeze my credit and I keep an eye on, on things like that. But otherwise, yeah, I guess if you want to know about me, I've been online long enough. It's it's all out there. Yeah, that's a good good uh, tip there. The freezing your credit is actually pretty. I mean, it's kind of a, a hammer solution, but it, it's it's worthwhile and it doesn't really affect you in your day to day. I haven't noticed it at all, but I haven't tried to buy a house. Yeah, I'm, so I, like I didn't have to unfreeze mine for that. I was able to, to do it without, and um, I think the only time I ran into it is when I applied for an Apple card because I wanted a <laughs> titanium card, uh, and they let me do a temporary unfreeze to do it. So I mean. The, yeah. That's a pretty pretty good little uh, measure that I think a lot of people could benefit from. Just lock it. Don't have to worry about it. Of course. Nice. And there's obviously if they let you do temporary unfreezes, that means that that could be exploited. So you <laughs> it starts to circle all over again. But yeah, I thought <laughs> it was a pretty easy way to kind of give you some peace of mind if you're concerned about it. It's an extra layer in there, if anything. Yeah, yeah just more of that defense in depth. And what about you, listeners? We would like to hear from you. Like, what? Uh, how far are you willing to go to protect your your privacy, your data, all that kind of stuff? And if you have any tips or or tricks or anything that you want to send our way, please do so. We might discuss it on the show, or we might just we might not. Who knows? Might drink and forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that is our episode for today. Uh, I appreciate you all listening. Uh, Till next time, I'm Jason. This is Ben. Jonathan. Tony. We'll see you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.